tengo Give me a second, let me air it out Click, clack, bang, I'ma clear it out Givenchy, I'ma wear it out Phone can't ping, don't compare my route And uh, call me the GOAT Price going up, better have my quote I should be celebrated, let me grab my float And I stay getting brain from a misty throat Now, Barbarini Fettuccine on my plate for dinner Niggas can't see me I'm Houdini and it's just a glimmer Of what I have in store Furthermore, ain't no beginner Who's the dopest of them all? Let me ask my mirror, mirror Huh, big ego My ancestors so regal Rooting for all my people They try to oppress, but we thread the needle. Huh, this a redo. Navigation on a clear view. Stop killing each other, we the same hue. From the same blocks, nigga, from the same stoops. <laughs> Let me pick up with a flow that can hold you like stick ups. Beep, beep. A small setback, a hiccup. But now I'm back like a season. Summer with the heat, heat, heat. 2020 full of new growth. Stay packed with a new flow. <laughs> Ain't these other niggas you know. They never lead a block and I'm flying out of heat, bro. Oh. Here he go, on top like a CEO Danger, call it Mr. Co and different folks Don't wanna see you moving up different strokes Am I visible? Better than any mini miny mo Here for the gold C3PO Ghost gave me the beat just to hear me glow uh. Can you hear me now? Uh. Can you hear me now? Uh. Can you hear me now? Let me get back, get back to it, right back to it Came out the flames, going right back through it Bet this a bop soon as I debut it Never will I stop, nigga, thought you knew it If you left my side, you blew it If you counted me out, you stupid Clarity, nigga, no confusion Get back, get back, cause the heat I'm brewing Is a, huh, hard to get Wait till you hear this whole new shit Just reloaded my new clip Feeling this bias, this a whole pit Church, Sunday service Can't judge a book by what's on this surface I'm so quiet I should make you nervous Send out a PSA, nigga, this here's urgent uh. Can you hear me now? Uh. Can you hear me now? This thing on? Can you hear me now? Uh. Can you hear me now? Yeah! What's goodie? It's your boy Hollywood, and you are now tuned into Hollywood and Friends. We here every Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Hope y'all feeling good, feeling great. Be sure to follow me on social media at I am Hollywood. Follow my producer Stacy over here at Hampton Blue Network on Instagram. BLU is how you spell blue. Leo season still in full effect. Happy birthday again to all of the Leos out there. It's August 13th. We more than halfway through this year already. It's, it's kind of flying. If, if you're outside, you're feeling it's starting to get a little cool out here. In certain, certain times of the day, it's just the time of the year where it starts to feel like school's around the corner. If you got kids or if you're in school yourself. But um, what we do over here, if it's your first time tuning in, we talk about what's hot in these blogs for the week. The stories that have us all in the chokehold for the past seven days. And this week is no exception. I'm going to tell you what we're going to be chopping it up. First off, happy birthday to hip hop. We're celebrating 50 years of hip hop this whole year, actually. But the actual date. The actual date that's credited when hip hop was introduced, founded, discovered, whatever, just happened. So that's what we're chopping it up about. Also, it was the fight scene around the world, Montgomery, Alabama. If you know, you know, it's peers, it's swimming, it's folding chairs. All of that. We're talking about it. Also, Tory Lanez was just sentenced in the case where he was convicted of shooting fellow rapper Megan Thee Stallion. He was sentenced to 10 years. And uh, yeah, it, it got mixed reviews. It's a lot of situations going on behind this. Um, there was It was revealed who wrote letters to the judge in support of Tory. That's even getting mixed reactions. 
we're gonna talk about all of that and also uh social media star Lil Tay you may know her I don't really know her but it was hot in these blogs so I want to talk about it uh apparently there was like a death hoax her Instagram page her official Instagram page posted an announcement that she died and it had everybody like whoever's familiar with her like oh that's crazy she was she's only 14 years old by the way and then it turns out the next day she's alive or is she because people still like where is she because they want to see her some people saying go do a wellness check we need a facetime video or something but it's just it's a lot it's a lot that's going on with the story i'm gonna dive into it but yeah we got what blows my a little later but we're gonna kick it off how we always do since we are celebrating the 50 year anniversary of hip-hop let's do it like this the question of the week for this week what is your favorite hip-hop song what is your favorite hip-hop song to me that's like asking what's my favorite child and i don't got children but if i had two or three I don't know if you could ask a parent what's their favorite child. Actually, let me take that back because these kids nowadays be wilding out here. You probably got some that you favor more than others, high key and low key. But um, yeah, it was very hard for me to choose a favorite hip hop song. We're talking about, I mean, years and years of music. Like, and I don't know. I don't know. But what comes to mind, is a children's story by slick rick that's one of them ones where you you hear it and you don't you don't skip it the children's story don't come on and you'd be like i don't feel like hearing that right now and go to the next song that at least for me that never happens and that's that's one of them that was one of the first songs that i could remember that was so visual in that way and the whole telling of of stories and we felt like we were right there running around the the neighborhood (laughs) with this with this kid and getting in trouble with the police and shooting and y'all y'all know the lyrics like it's it it was one of them ones so i think for me that song is probably my favorite uh, hip hop song. Um, got a response from Samuel uh, jo- Jonathan Ash. He said, "You got me by the roots," and he added, "Erica Badu and Eve is in the running." Uh, Richard Muthala said, "For me, is either Buddy, that's De La Soul, Jungle Brothers, A Tribe Called Quest, Queen Latifah, and Moni Love, or Symphony." That's Molly Maul featuring Master Ace, Craig G, Cool G Rap, and Big Daddy Kane. He said, because of the collection of artists each one had, he said, it's way too hard to really pick one, but both of these have stayed in my playlist since I was young. Self-destruction, and we're all in the same gang also because of the messages in each. He said, how dare you make me choose with the laughing emoji. Yes, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to choose, but yeah, those are good, 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 uh, good answers. Um, let's see. Um, our producer Stacy also responded to the question of the day, and for her, it's she says it's hard to choose a favorite, but at the moment, I'm feeling it was a good day by Ice Cube. Okay, that's a classic too. That's definitely a classic. Um. Yeah, that it's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But here we are. 50 years. That's 50. That's a lot. A lot of music, a lot of vibes, a lot of memories. Oh man, it's 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 dope to see um from where where it started to where it is now. I don't know the official um value but i'm gonna just go out on the limb and say hip-hop is like a billion dollar industry multiple times over it's the super influential to every body every 
culture, whether you want to admit it or not, hip hop plays a part in the way people dress, the way people talk, the way people interact. I mean, now that we're in the social media era, the captions on your everyday posts, multi-billion dollar industry it has grew to. It's just, it's dope. It's dope to see. I'm happy I'm able to contribute to the culture as an artist. I personally, I fell in love with hip hop early on. Like I remember being a teenager. I, I still remember the first rap I ever wrote. And I was probably like 14, 15. I don't even know how old I was, but I still remember it um, to this day. It was called The Young One. And it, it used to be me, back, uh, me and my brothers and our, our crib, my mom's crib. And we used to record. I don't know how we even knew how to record music, but my brother had this little machine. I don't even know what it was, but we used to record and we used to plug it in. And this was back when it was like cassette tapes and um, I forget how else we used to record, but it was like we used to record. I don't even remember because we didn't have a computer. We didn't have like a Pro Tools or any of the programs we use today. I can't remember exactly how we used to lay it down, but we used to lay it down. I think it actually got recorded directly into the device, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but we used to record um, and we used to play it back and. It was it was dope. It was fun times. And it was epic, epic. So August 11th, 1973 is the date that's credited to be the start of hip hop. DJ Cool Herc um, was DJ in a party that his sister was throwing. And in the building that we all see pictures of, um, 1520 Cedric Avenue. And August 11th, and actually, I was looking at a picture of the actual flyer that they use to promote this, this party, this kickback, whatever. It was handwritten, and it said, a DJ Cool Herc party. Back to School Jam, place 1520 Cedric Avenue in the rec room, date August 11th, 1973, time 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. And it cost 25 cents for the ladies to get in, and it cost 50 cents for the fellas. So even back then, we used to um, charge the guys more than the ladies. That definitely still happens today on a higher amount. But that's very interesting to know that it was 25 cents for ladies, 50 cents for fellas. Um, it said, given by Cool Herc, special guests, Coco, Cindy G, Clark K, Timmy K. Like, it was a back to school jam. And Cool Herc was in there and he was putting uh, beats together, letting them run longer and scratching and doing all this. And th this is what's contributed um, to being the start of what we now know as hip hop. Just from this one party and Cool Herc decided to do something a little different on the turntables. It's epic. Epic. Now, here we are, multi-billion dollar industry, millions of artists later, like, too lit, too lit. 50 years, all year we've been celebrating it, but I never knew personally the actual date being August 11th. When I found that out, I was like, yo, even hip hop's a Leo, like, stop playing with us. <laughs> but yeah, fast shouts to DJ Cool Herc for, for being innovative in that way. Um, 
so many so many dope moments when you think about um hip hop Curtis Blow the breaks like Curtis Blow Blow the breaks was the first um hip hop record if i remember correctly to get a gold certification to become gold um Sugar Hill Gangs, Rapper's Delight, another classic that's probably up there for me in terms of favorite hip hop songs is another one that was like, I think that one is credited to being the first hip hop song to go like mainstream, like really like get out there and cross genres and I mean, cross um, crossover, as they would say and performed on all of these legendary shows that you've never seen hip hop on or rappers or whatever on. Rapper's Delight was that one to get that going. Um, it's an interesting story too, since we're celebrating 50 years of hip hop about the Sugar Hill Gang, what I learned. Um, first off, fast shouts to Sylvia Robinson. She's credited as being the queen of hip hop because she was influential in even getting it into the mainstream. She was the founder of Sugar Hill Gang. And it's interesting how they even came about. Apparently, well, I don't know if none of them were rappers or, or were artists, but they were very like amateur. And let's just say they they never did it before. They they didn't do it. And Sylvia, she was looking for artists to do this thing called rap and was asking around to find people who could rap whether it was overhearing people rapping freestyling whatever um recruited these guys and it was another guy who they wanted to recruit his name was what was his name uh kaz i think it was um, what was his name? What was his name? Grandmaster Cass. What's his name? He used to go by um, the name Casanova Fly. That was like his known name as an artist. But apparently he didn't want to be an artist. So you have this guy who was a part of the Sugar Hill Gang named Big Bank. Hank. So the group members was Wonder Mike, Big Bank Hank, and Master C. Big Bank Hank wasn't a rapper, but Big Bank Hank knew Casanova Fly, who was the actual person who wrote lyrics. So he went to um, Casanova Fly to ask him to be a part of the group. Casanova Fly did not want to be a part. So he was like, well, can you give me some lyrics instead? Casanova Fly gave Big Bank Hank his whole notebook of lyrics. And now when you listen to, and this is something that was super cool that I just learned, when you listen to uh, Rapper's Delight, when Hank is about to rap, he actually spells out Casanova's name. Because not only did he use Casanova's lyrics, he didn't even bother changing nothing about the lyrics. So I'm trying to remember how the song go. If it wasn't for like technicalities and potential copyright reasons, I would have played some clips to bring this all together. But I'm going to just uh, rap it myself. <laughs> but um, how, how does um, I'm trying to think of the lead up to Big Bang Hank's verse. Um, come on, Hank, sing this song. Something like that is the lead up. And then Hank comes in and he says, well, I'm the C-A-S-A, -A, the N-O-V-A, the rest is F-L-Y. Like he, he didn't introduce himself as Big Bang Hank because he's reciting Casanova Fly's lyrics, but nobody ever knew that. Well, I'm the C-A-S and the N-O-V-A, the rest is F-L-Y. When I first heard that, I was like, yo, that's wow. So Casanova Fly technically is the first ghostwriter for rap, for hip-hop. Like, it's, it's nuts. It's dope, though. Super dope. But yeah, that's just a little 
light history lesson on the Sugar Hill Gang as we celebrate 50 years of hip hop. But I could go on. I could go on. Probably going to continue to do this, actually, when I think about it. I'm going to do more. Like, as the weeks go on, since we're celebrating it the whole year, every week I'm going to talk about some fun fact about hip hop. But that's all I got for today for that. Let's move on to what else is hot in these blogs. Let's talk about this brawl in Montgomery. So (laughs) we've seen it. We all seen it. I'm bringing you out to how I felt when I first seen it. And it was video footage that now has gone viral where you see someone who appears to be a dock worker, um, which I found out later he was actually like a co-captain on the ship or something like that. But he's on the dock and he's telling these people, white folk, <laughs> that they need to move their boat. They had like a platoon boat that was docked where the bigger boat needs to be so he was telling them like yo y'all can't be there y'all gotta move y'all boat and white people (laughs) being white people like yeah like nah we ain't moving it i don't know if they said them exact words but they was not moving that boat so what does this dock worker do he took it upon himself he started untying the boat Like, y'all going to get this boat up out of here. He's untying it. Now you see in the video, um, the owners of the boat, the family or whatever, coming one by one. And they're like an argument happening. The footage is so far away, you can't hear what they're saying, but they're going back and forth. And I could only imagine him like, y'all going to move that boat. Y'all got to move it, blah, blah, blah. They saying whatever they saying. Next thing you know, one of the white people decides to attack my boy. For no reason. Like, he literally ran up, and I don't know, it, it kind of looked like how a kangaroo would fight. He like ran and like jump kicked your boy, the dock worker. The dock worker took off his hat and tossed it up in the air. I don't know if that was a sign of like, whoa. I'm going to jail today. Or if that was a sign of, well, I'm losing my job today. Or if that was a sign of, well, I need all y'all black people to come help me out. I don't know what the sign was, but I understood it. When he threw that hat up collectively, if you black, you understood. He was about to open up a can of wolf ass over there on that dock. And sure enough, he starts scrapping. And it's one-on-one at first, but then here comes the other white people that was a part of the family. And they're essentially jumping my boy on the dock. And you got people yelling from the boat like, yo, get off him, help him. They so far away. You got people standing up on the pier who I was tight with that you could see in the background. And it only was like maybe one, maybe two that decided to come down to try to help and everybody else just standing up there watching while your boy's getting jumped. And then you got who is now being deemed like a hero in our eyes, jumps off the boat, swims to the pair. Cause he's looking like, yo, like what's going on? Like nobody's going to help. He jumps off the boat. They're calling him Scuba Gooden Jr. <laughs> they call him Aquaman. Like, it was, I, I loved that I was able to see that. Like, your man's is only 16 years old, by the way. He jumped off that boat. Like, no fear. Like, somebody's got to do it, because I don't know what y'all thinking right now. Like, jumped off the boat and swam to help out. That shouts to him, like, epic. Um, His name is Aaron, by the way. Aaron, I think, Robinson? I'm not sure. I, I can't remember his last name, but his first name is Aaron. And like I said, he's being praised right now for his actions. Jumped off the boat. First black man in history to jump off the boat, swim to a fight. But it doesn't stop there. It gets better because as I'm getting tight that they're jumping your boy, 
after, I mean, once Aaron done dived in the water and went over there, I'm like, okay. But then once the boat, the big boat that Aaron jumped from actually was able to dock, they got off that boat ready for all of the smoke. And they put hands, feet, and folding chairs on every white person on that dock who had parts to do with this situation. Because, like, y'all was wrong, super wrong for jumping the dock worker. Like, how y'all that mad? And he's just doing his job. Like, what in the privilege is going on here? I don't know if they thought because they was in Alabama and the history of what went on there at that very site. I don't know if it was like, I don't know what they thought it was, but they were in for a rude awakening. And collectively, we were just all like hype. I loved it just because, not that I'm like condoning the violence or anything, but it was so great to see the unity that my people displayed on the pier that day. And it's not like we just like recklessly started a brawl. This was self-defense essentially, like helping your fellow man who was in distress and in need. Like, so I was, I was hyped. I was ecstatic to see it. I couldn't stop watching it. But like, I don't know how many days passed and I was still watching this video just like, yo, my people. That's the energy I love. That's the energy we need more of. Don't start none, won't be none at the end of the day. And when it's time for the smoke, we all could collectively come together and help one another. And now the folding chair is like gonna be in the Smithsonian or something. Like, cause it was, it was, it was a moment. Like several arrests were made. Um, folding chair man had to um, turn himself into, unfortunately. But yeah, it was a moment. And all I'm gonna say is let that be a lesson. Keep your hands to yourself, white people. Don't start none, won't be none. And yeah, we can move on. <laughs> Nothing like a good old fashion brawl to start your day <laughs> oh by the way my manager um, i said my manager my producer stacy was just in my ear telling me about the fact that it was a black man named nathaniel alexander that invented the folding chair actually and isn't that ironic in 1911 he invented the folding chair and then this folding chair has now become legendary <laughs> I could only help but laugh that shouts to uh, Nathaniel Alexander it was your invention that let my boy come over there and yo he was wailing like whack-a-mole like he was really like doing a number I thought he was older, by the way. I don't know. He could be older because, you know, black don't crack and all that. But when I seen his mugshot, I was like, oh, he's, he doesn't look old. I thought in the video when he was swinging that chair, I was like, oh, he I thought he was like an older black man who was like, you know what? I'm not even about to, like, mess up my knuckles on y'all. Like, y'all going to get this chair work. Like, that's what I thought. But when I seen his mugshot, I'm curious to know how old he is, but he looked pretty young. Not not young, but he looked younger than I thought he was. But yeah. That shouts to him. I was trying to let me see if I could find his um his name real quick. Um Reggie Ray. I found him. Reggie Ray is his name. Thank you, Reggie. 
Reggie Ray looked like he could be one of my cousins. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Thank you, Reggie. Free that man. <laughs> um, and as far as I know, Reggie is the only black person that was not wanted. It wasn't a warrant, but that the police was looking for and they wanted him to turn himself in for, I don't know. Um, everybody else who was arrested and um, they were the family who started it all to begin with, who threw the first punches. It was all of them. And they were charged, the, the initial guy who threw the first set of hands and feet like a kangaroo, Richard Roberts, he's facing third degree assault charges. It was the caucasity for me. Like, I really wonder what they was thinking. Like, I, I'm imagining there was some beer involved. Like, cause what were you, what did, what did you think was gonna happen when you randomly attack this dude and then y'all your boy your son or whatever nephew whoever the other guy was came over and y'all started jumping him like i don't know but i'm happy they got what was coming to them and i'm happy we unified on that doc that's all i'm gonna say but we're gonna move on to what else is hot in these blogs uh what else we talking about tory lanes uh was sentenced after being convicted of shooting Megan Thee Stallion. This was a long, drawn-out situation. Even after he was convicted, it's been months now, and sentencing day finally happened. Ten years is what the judge handed down to Tory, And it was met with mixed reviews. There's some people who still don't even believe Tory did it. Um... That's another thing all in itself. And then you got some people who feel 10 years is too much. You got some people who feel 10 years is not enough. It's a lot of mixed reviews. It's a lot of mixed reviews. Um, Tory, prior to the sentencing, had apologized to the judge. He took... Uh, Full accountability, he said, for his actions. And then I don't know if he thought that that would, you know, allow the judge or let the judge be a little lighter with the sentencing or whatever. Because right after he was sentenced, maybe the next day, he released another statement basically saying he wasn't apologizing like because he didn't do it do nothing so like i don't know what's up but the the statement after he was sentenced he said i have never let a hard time intimidate me i will never let no jail time eliminate me regardless of how they try to spin my words i have always maintained my innocence and i always will this week in court i took responsibility for all verbal and intimate moments that i shared with the parties involved that's it in no way, shape, or form was I apologizing for the charges I'm being wrongfully convicted of. I mean, I don't know. To me, it sounds like um, somebody was like, yo, we gotta, we gotta say something because if we're gonna file this appeal, we don't need them to be able to refer back to the trial when you was like, I take full accountability. So you gotta clean that up. That's what it was giving me. Cause it just didn't make sense. Like, I don't know, but hey, um, someone said he could have gotten 22 years. Prosecution asked for 13. Cali law requires sentencing to be a middle ground of the max for certain crimes. Someone else said him refusing to take responsibility may hurt him when up for parole. They usually want you to show remorse to get your early release. We'll be interested to see if he does ultimately. He may do five years if, if he's released early or maybe the full 10 depends on his attitude. Yeah, that could be, that could be, um, that definitely could hurt. I could see that. 
I mean, his attorneys and team said they're going to file for an appeal. We'll see how that goes. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's not looking too good out here. Tory is not looking too good. Also, Tory Lanez uh, put out free Tory t-shirts two seconds after being convicted. I mean, two seconds after being sentenced. Uh, he put out these free Tory t-shirts um, for sale. Um, on his website. So for all of the people who's in the comment section on social media who refuse to believe what he's being convicted of, been convicted of, y'all could support him by buying these shirts. Another reason this is getting a little murky out here is it's been revealed that 70 people wrote letters of support for Tory Lanez to the judge. This is not uncommon whenever there's a case like such, um, friends or whatever of the person, the counselors, maybe the, maybe the, um, the assistant, maybe the masseuse, maybe the sneaker connect. I don't know if it's just anybody who knows the person would write a letter of support. And this is to try to get the judge to see like, okay, maybe he's not a monster. Not saying that Tory Lane's a monster, but that's like, that's the mindset, right? Like you want to try to convince the judge that although this person is being accused or being convicted of this crime, his character is not like that. Like he's, he's a good guy. Like that's ultimately the goal here. So 70 people wrote letters and support, but for some reason, Iggy Azalea's name was brought out and made public first. Um, someone who was in the court, who was given like play by play of the, of the trial of the sentencing revealed that Iggy Azalea had wrote a letter of support for um, Tory and immediately in the words of uh, Chris Rock, selective outrage began. And the people started going to Iggy, the ones who truly feel um, Tory is guilty of what he was actually convicted of. They went to Iggy's page, like, going in on her in her um, comment section and stuff. And Iggy uh, released a statement herself she was basically surprised that this was even public. She said she was told that it was for the judge only. Iggy says, she said, uh, for the record, I have not been in touch with Tory for months. I have no reason to be, but I do wish him well. Two, I don't support, quote unquote, anyone. The whole thing is full of oddities. My letter never mentioned anything in regards to what happened that night. Three, I was told that this was for the judge only, yet it's being discussed in public. I never intended to publicly comment. She said a few other things, but that's the most important thing. The fact that she didn't expect it to be public knowledge, and here it is. Someone else was, I was talking to about it was saying that it's always public knowledge. I'm not too versed in the court system and trials and cases i don't know is it always public knowledge when people write these letters of support to uh the judge i gotta find that out but that's kind of crazy if you write if you write in it thinking like no one's gonna know nobody's gonna know how will they know <laughs> viral audio <laughs> Uh, no one's going to know. And then here we are. We all know. And not only do we know the actual letters now are out in public. Like for us to read. 
Someone else who's getting some selective outrage for writing a letter of support for Tory Lanez is the singer Mario. Just a friend, Mario. Let me love you, Mario. His letter also was made public. And people is going in on him too. My thing is, regarding the letters, anybody would do that. So for y'all to be tight that people who are considered friends of Tory wrote a letter in support of him, for y'all to think that that's like wrong is nuts. Because anybody would do it. I would do it. If that was my friend who was up, like, regardless of what happened, regardless of the crime, that's my friend. I'm going to write a letter of support to the judge. Like, yo, like, I know what's being said, but this is the person I know. And he's always done X, Y, Z. He's a good guy, da, da, da. Like, even if I'm lying and fabricating it, like, that's my friend. How y'all surprised that his friends wrote letters of support for him and mad at the friend for doing so. Like, that's dumb. Like, so apparently the letters rarely go public. That's interesting. I see why Iggy is like, uh, <laughs> um, someone said his team thinks leaks Oh, his team leaks a lot of stuff. His team. This is allegedly how academics got discovery info prior to the case. Huh. His team allegedly leaks a lot of stuff. Okay, okay. In other words, you know, that's that's what people have thought, particularly with the academics situation. But that's not a fact, you know. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Ah, oh, man, but yeah, so I just heard another, uh, the artist, Stefan Don, she's another one that um, it's being revealed that she was another one of the 70. It's 70 people. And I'm like, when, when Iggy's name first came out that she wrote, and I'm like, out of everybody who wrote letters of support, I said, unless these other people just aren't like, known or real like famous why iggy name out of everybody name and my friends were like well maybe um her name was the one they recognized and i was like well that could be true like maybe some of the other ones maybe they don't know their government names so they're not like familiar to say like oh and this person wrote a letter too but now more and more names are being revealed and i'm sure there's a lot more that we know out of 70 people that wrote letters in support. But for it to be said that these letters rarely go public and now they're out there, somebody's leaking them for sure. And what's the goal behind it is yet to be determined. But interesting, none the least. We'll see what happens if this appeal is successful but all i know is it's kind of weird for the people who because i don't know i'm just reading like a lot of the comments on the case and so many people you would think they were actually there like you would think they were in the van suv with with tori and megan and like so many people swear they know for a fact Tory Lanez didn't do it. Like they really be going in in these comments, like even so much as t- attacking Megan, saying she's lying and saying it was such like matter of fact. And it's like, were you there? Like that's one thing about the internet doing the most doing the most 
<clears throat> Someone said, people hate black women. It is not Megan's fault she got shot at or harmed. She also did not bring the charges. The prosecution did. That part, that's a fact. And that's another thing, too, because I seen someone who was like, oh, that's it, I'm done. I just removed Megan the Stallion songs from my playlist because 10 years is too much. Just like, take that out with the judge. What are you talking about? You act like Megan personally sentenced him. Like, bugging like stop being dumb like how you mad at me because i was shot (laughs) like think about that people how you mad at a person for being shot or shot at like She legit had bullet fragments taken out of her foot. We all seen the photos. Like, I mean, I said this then, way back then when this first happened, but I'll say it now for the new people who just got here. Um, It's clear, like, I always said, like, I don't think when people say, like, he shot Megan Thee Stallion, I was thinking, like, I don't think it was, like, an actual, like, with a bullet went in type shit. It's not like a bullet hole, but definitely shot at and maybe some rick maybe some ricocheted. And maybe once the bullet hit and then the fragments spread out and hit her foot in that way. Maybe it grazed her foot even. Like, but she was definitely shot at. A bullet left the gun and affected her foot in some way to where she was bleeding and had to have shit taken out of her foot. So for people to say she's making it up about being shot, it's like, huh? Wow. But gonna move on until more names come out of who wrote letters and support. Nah. Um, Last but not least, what's hot in these blogs for this week? As a social media influencer and star, if you got young kids, I'm guessing they would probably know who this person is. Lil Tay, 14 years old, and her official Instagram page had posted a statement saying that she was dead. Um, the statement said, it is with heavy heart that we share the devastating news of our beloved Claire's sudden and tragic passing. We have no words to express the unbearable loss and indescribable pain. The outcome was entirely unexpected and has left us all in shock. Her brother's passing adds an even more unimaginable depth to our grief. During this time of immense sorrow, we kindly ask for privacy as we grieve this overwhelming loss. As as the circumstances surrounding Claire and her brother's passing are still under investigation, Claire will forever remain in our hearts, her absence leaving an irreplaceable void that will be felt by all who knew and loved her. And people reacted. This is a girl who's like very known, apparently. And People would like, I remember reading some comments like, oh my God, like, like that's wow. Like, oh, my son is going to be devastated by this. Like I've read some comments that said that. And it's like, this, this is a big deal for some. And then I started reading, uh, it was a report that the police and the investigators, they had no record of a death of this little Tay person. And there was no investigation pending. And I'm like, wait, hold on, what? Like, how there's no record of it? And then it turns out the father was declined, the father declined to confirm whether Lil Tay was dead or not. And it's like, all right, now, now things are starting to get a little suspicious. And then all of a sudden, the next day or whatever, it's revealed that she's alive. Not only is she alive, her brother's alive as well. And they're saying that her page was hacked. 
And I don't know, it left me, it left a lot of people scratching their heads, but it left me scratching my head because for one, why it took you so long to say something? Like, it's, it's like it's a publicity stunt at this point. Cause why, no way is my official page gonna post that I passed and I'm alive and it's gonna take me a whole 30 hours before I say something. Is that not giving hoax? It's giving hoax. And it's giving plan and it's giving publicity stunt. Maybe Lil Tay thought this would be a cool way to come back to the gram or something. I was even thinking maybe this was a failed attempt at her trying to like kill off her Lil Tay image and be reborn or something. Like, I don't know. But taking that long to say something is very suspicious. Very suspicious. And many of y'all wondering, like, is she, is she even okay? Like, because where is she? Some people want to see a video. Like, this wasn't even a video. This was a, a written statement through, through a publicist or something. So TMZ, I think, that said, like, she, she's alive. She's okay. Like, she was hacked. It's like, what took y'all so long? There's rumors that there, there was like abuse. Apparently her, her father was allegedly abusive and it was, it's a lot of accusations out there. Um, and, and to why Lil Tay even hasn't been on social media in months, I think probably over a year or so. But I don't know. It's, 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 it's very weird. This whole, this whole story, when I was reading the details about the dad, that those allegations and the brother and those allegations, it's like something's going on. Maybe a wellness check do need to be performed. I don't know. Someone said, she, <clears throat> someone said she's 14. I will blame her parents if it is a hoax. Yeah, because... <clears throat> excuse me that's not enough to, to play around with like especially if you're a public figure like her with millions of followers and now here we are you're alive and not only are you alive your whole brother's alive too and it's like wow but again i'm unfamiliar with with tay little tay i'm only speaking about it because it was hot in these blogs and it had everybody in the chokehold for the week. It's she's in a different generation from me. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm just not familiar with this 14 year old social media influencer. But a lot of people know her and are fans and need answers. So we'll see what happens. How this plays out but let me just double check if that's all i want to chop it up about for the day let's see let's see let's see actually there is one more thing i want to talk about uh beyonce and how the renaissance tour it's now being reported it's the highest grossing black tour I mean, I said, the, I said the highest grossing black tour, that too, but the highest grossing tour by a black artist in history. Big news, big news is being even credited to boosting the economy. Every city it goes to from hotel, a bump in the hotel, um, the hotels, the restaurants in the area. Like, that's dope. That's dope. Beyonce and uh, both Taylor Swift also concerts are on similar scales. 
and are both credited to like boosting the economy in that in that area when when they when they go to these cities. So fast shouts to them. And this is this just a big deal for um for Beyonce. She broke her own record because apparently the Formation World Tour was the last record that she now beat herself. It's dope. Dope. Also, it's saying it's the highest grossing concert of all time at um for her MetLife Stadium that she had in Jersey, generating $16.5 million. Dope. 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 Best shots to Beyonce. Someone said it better be with those ticket prices. <laughs> right? It's a lot. It's a lot. But here's a, here's a secret for all of you out there who may be interested in going or feel like you, can, you can't go because it's too expensive. It's actually not that crazy. Like when, when, when the tickets first went on sale, yeah, the hype was hyping and they were crazy. Even Ticketmaster was in on it. And that's why a lot of people were suing Ticketmaster because they themselves was up charging for certain seats. But the trick is if you go look as the date gets closer to the show you want to go to, look then, because tickets start dropping. When um, the MetLife show was happening, <clears throat> I randomly checked just out of curiosity to see what tickets were looking like the day before and the day of. And there was some that were like $200. And I sent that to like everybody I knew that might be interested. Like, yo, you trying to go to this show? Look. So that's the trick. If you didn't get them already, when she's coming to your city, check the day before or even the day of, and you might get lucky. There was a woman, by the way, on social media who posted that she missed the Beyonce tour because she had the date wrong in her head. She thought it was one date and it was another date. This was for the Atlanta show that is this weekend. And she thought she had tickets for Monday. Had it in her mind set. She been bought these tickets months ago and had August 14th in her head. That's my tour date, August 14th, August 14th. And watching the show, or not watching the show, but FaceTiming friends from, from Friday's show, like, oh, I can't wait. I'm going a few more days. Saturday, yesterday, the 12th of August, she checked her, was like, let me just go check and see. Um make sure how my ticket's looking and realized that she actually had tickets for Friday show. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? She spent over $500 for two tickets. Had the 14th in her mind. Checked on Saturday and realized her tickets were for the 11. What? That's crazy. And I think, I think it ended up working out for her. I think she, I don't know. Apparently they sell tickets at the box office on these shows. I never was there to try to do that, but somehow it worked out for her and she was able to go to, uh, to Saturday's show. But that's wild. Like, I know she was sick. She was done. If you go to um at Hollywood and Friends on Instagram, the video is posted there of her talking about her ordeal and how she missed it, and how she you could see how she felt about the situation. But yeah, it's that Beyonce rain, that Beyonce power. But that concludes what's hot in the blogs for this week. We get ready to get into what blows mine. Uh, for this week, uh, what blows mine is the part of the show we say we get under our skin, what irks our nerves. What's that one thing people do that just have you like, bro? 
Really? Um, let me think. Let me think. Uh, what blows mine? What blows mine? I think what blows mine for this week is people who don't don't like fact check stuff and like look up stuff and just share things like just because there's a video of someone saying something happened doesn't mean it actually happened someone sent me a video today of a person talking about he was telling the story of somebody else like what do you call that like third party storytelling something i don't know but it it was a story he was telling of another person who went to a hotel and somehow found a camera on the, their kid's jacket and ended up finding like the floorboard missing in this hotel ended up going down the floorboard um it was a hidden tunnel ended up finding a bunch of kids who were set to be trafficked and i've seen videos of these like hidden spaces in in hotel rooms and i don't know why they're there they definitely do exist i've seen several videos already where some people said they were like storm um areas or i don't know i don't know what they're about but my issue is try as i might i couldn't find nothing on this story and this guy was speaking it like i'm like yo this is crazy like i need to know more about this like what happened what happened to the kids like and i couldn't find nothing on it and I'm like, I find that kind of weird and odd that I can't find nothing on this story, even if, and, and the, the, another thing too, to put into perspective on why this blew mine is the caption on the video said, this all happened while, um, what was it? Wow. Dang. It was another uh, viral moment. Basically, they were saying it was a distraction. Let me go back and look at it real quick. Let me see real quick. They said this happened while the submarine story was trending. So basically saying the submarine story was out there and taking up all of the attention and this happened. And But I'm like, where is it? I find it super hard to believe that there's not a trace, even if it don't make like global or national news, I should be able to find something on a bunch of kids being found under a hotel floor. And it just brought me to, we just believe anything we see on the internet. Like, because it's on the internet, it gotta be fact. And it's like, nah, just do a little research. See, see what you can find. Like, and people don't do that. And people just share things. And I'm sure I'm not the only person they shared this with. And then you got somebody else who don't care to like try to look into it. And now they just going to share it to their people and then share it to their people and then share it to their people. And next thing you know, you got a bunch of people spreading this story. And it may not even be true. Blows my. Blows my. But I think that concludes what was going on over here for this week. Going to get ready to wrap this thing on up. In the meantime, in between time, if you're on Facebook, follow us over there. Like us over there. Facebook.com slash Hollywood and Friends Radio. If you're on Instagram, follow us over there at Hollywood and Friends. Be sure to follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Hollywood. And follow our producer, Stacy at Hampton Blue Network on Instagram. B-L-U is how you spell blue. 
We also on YouTube, youtube.com slash Hampton Blue. Get over there, subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. Appreciate you for listening, however you're listening. And until next time, stay black. <laughs> Go. Flight, I hit up ATL. ATL. Stay up in that PL, must they know me well. Yeah, yeah. Haters only looking just to see me fail. Nah, nah. But that is not an option, nigga. Can't you tell? Huh? Pulling up two seater. Sure they wanna follow the leader. Yeah. Killing shit, Grim Reaper. You niggas might need you a preacher. Nah, shorty ass on breeder. Shaking it like it's on seizure. Yeah, this shit's so fever. About to wanna hold these speaker. Sure they wanna move with the shakers. Shorty wanna be with the breakers. Shorty wanna move from the fakers. Shorty with the team like the Lakers. Hey, move with the shakers. Said you wanna be with the breakers. Said you wanna move from the fakers. Said you with the team like the Lakers. Stuntin' head to toe, oh yeah, you know what's up. No, no. Bottle to the head, oh you don't need no cup. Need it now. 2020 vision, that's the level up. See me in my zone, so yeah, don't interrupt. Feeling like they turned that heat on. Huh. Running this no cleat on. Yeah. About to put my street on. Huh. Ghost putting that beat on. Yeah. It's turn up season. Huh. They ain't no compete on. No. You just ain't me, huh? No. You just ain't me, huh? Got the section lit, it look like what the fuck. What the fuck? And we all getting money, call that Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge, Scrooge. But this ain't no casino, so don't try your luck. Yeah, yeah. Cause it won't be a DM if we hit you up. Yeah. Shorty wanna move with the shakers. Yeah. Shorty wanna be with the breakers. Yeah. Shorty wanna move from the fakers. Yeah. Shorty with the team like the Lakers. <laughs> hey, move with the shakers. Yeah. Said you wanna be with the breakers. Yeah. Said you wanna move from the fakers. Yeah. Said you with the team like the Lakers. Uh, uh.